I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hi, I'm Alexis the midwife. And I'm Becky the doula. Welcome to Notes from the Mother Box, where we will be having real and frank conversations about the highs and lows of the parenting journey. If you enjoy this episode, don't forget to subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts and follow us over on Instagram. We are delighted that we have a fantastic partnership this season with Sophie and the Giraffe, especially because this year is Sophie's 60th birthday. And we have some exciting things lined up in Sophie's honour across this season, including a special birthday celebration episode. If you want to see the full range of Sophie Le Giraffe products, head over to sophielegiraffe.co.uk. So pop the kettle on, pour yourself a cuppa, get comfy and enjoy this week's episode of Notes from the Mother Box. Today we are so excited to welcome the gorgeous Josephine Cobb to the show. Josephine is a mother and a fabulous nutritionist specialising in women's health and especially all things perimenopause. Josephine, thank you for joining us today. Thank you. It's lovely, lovely to be here. It's going to be really interesting. I I really can't wait to like dive deep into this conversation. If you've ever listened to our podcast before, you'll know that we often ask our guests about their own experience of pregnancy and birthing in the postnatal period. So how was that for you, that experience? Well, we're going back probably about 10 years. Both were quite surprise births, so lovely surprises. <laughs> and they were very surprisingly close together. So mm-hmm. there's not much. I think there's 16 months between them. So I had them wow. quite close together, Yeah, um, which has its pros and it has its cons. <laughs> so um, mm-hmm. I don't know how you've, I, if you hear this a lot, but with both boys my first trimester was just a write-off and I was nauseous as all hell and couldn't eat anything and wasn't very happy I don't know if that's a boy thing Mm. I don't know I don't know because I had two girls and I and everyone kept saying oh it's a girl but then I've got friends who like you said oh it's a boy so I don't know it's just the first trimester isn't it (laughs) it's just yeah that was wicked hard I remember that and then from there I kind of picked up but I always had very low low iron in both Mm. pregnancies Mm -hmm. which caused a bit of problems and a mini transfusion um which was was fantastic um but yeah low iron played a big part in uh, not feeling particularly energetic throughout and then births were 
long labors, spontaneous births, blue lighted, mm. very <laughs> exciting for all involved, but but natural births and you know, luckily all was well. They were cool. They were happy. Were you already a nutritionist at that point? No, I was living off cinnamon raisin bagels and a shed load <laughs> oh. of tea. I was nothing close <laughs> to a nutritionist. And it's so interesting, isn't it? Because often, you know, when we go into something and we specialise in it and we become a bit more of an authority of it, quite often it's because when we were going through it ourselves, we couldn't find what we needed at the time. So we therefore sort of dive a bit deeper and we find out a bit more about it, almost to to educate ourselves and then to share that knowledge with other people. So I think that often comes from a personal experience. Yeah, how did you get into it, love? I think if you ask any nutritionist that is willing to tell you the truth, (laughs) yeah, every nutritionist gets into it to either fix themselves or fix somebody they love. Yeah bottom line so it was a bit of both Mm. for me after henry my second um because the boys were so close together i was hammered my body was Mm. done in and when you have Mm. kids close when you have kids full stop your immune system takes a battering Mm. right so i was just suffering from really awful chest infections and my gut was off and i was i was the classic tide of of feeling tired so mm-hmm. i think when the babies were still babyish but like maybe three or four that's when i started because i'd had enough really of feeling so shocking mm. um yeah. and also there's family history of um heart stuff gut stuff i just wanted to be mm. on top of my game yeah. and and you know nip anything mm. in the bud really so yeah it kind of it came to a head when the boys were quite young because i was just not well i wasn't my best self at mm. all which is is common for a lot of mums isn't it actually you know sure. a lot of mums feel really depleted so i found you when i had been diagnosed myself with a low thyroid and i had i had sort of dabbled with a bit of nutrition in the past but it, it always felt really restrictive and kind of unachievable like too much and actually what was great when I met you and what somebody had said to me about you is that the way that you work is very doable like you kind of meet you where you're at and it was the first time that I had found it really really easy and so I guess like for, for somebody who doesn't know what a nutritionist does and what they work with can you explain what you do and commonly what you work with? Yeah sure um, well a nutritionist will always work with the person exactly what you just said Becky where they're at so I'm certainly not going to take loads of foods away from a busy working mum I'm going to work with what's on her plate literally as far as Mm. work and food and kids and all the balance so um, I'm I'm very mindful of that so I, I work in that way very closely with the client so it it works for them and ultimately a nutritional therapist will want to know the root cause of what's going on so a good example would be you Becky you came to me with a hyperthyroid issue Mm. and gave me some I just was interested to know okay what was root cause of that is there something Mm. else going on rather than if you go to the GP and you have eczema you'll get a steroid cream Mm. I want to know okay what's underneath Mm. that what's going on to cause that flare and usually you look at all of the body systems from top to bottom. So nervous system to digestive system to your detox system. 
and to see what's just not working very well or what's out of balance it usually all starts in the gut I have to say Mm -hmm. and you know I often work a lot with uh, gut health because that that usually is a root cause of lots of things Mm. I want to get your body to digest and assimilate and absorb the nutrients that you're eating you could be on the best wonderful Mm. rich green all sorts lovely diets but if your gut can't break those down and absorb those nutrients it's gonna have a knock-on effect so yeah Yeah. it's amazing and I think I'd always thought because I'd never really studied you know much about nutrition in all of my training until later on and we don't get taught a lot of the stuff do we and some of the stuff we talked about is is stuff that I think is quite common for lots of mums for instance we had quite a hilarious conversation about chewing my food properly and not inhaling it (laughs) because that's what you do as a busy mum right you inhale your food because Uh you're quickly rushing around Mm. and you're eating on the and I remember you saying you need to chew properly and kind of Mm. and that did make such a difference you know little Mm. things like that really did help it was amazing yeah Yeah, it's funny isn't it but also not necessarily what you're eating although that obviously is so important but it's like I I remember a a therapist I was working with, midwife therapist, by the way, talking about how um, the stomach was the emotional brain. Mm. And Becky talks a lot about how the body holds emotions with obviously the remedial massage work Mm -hmm. that she does. And I think that there's, you're talking about this inhaling food, gobbling it down, getting heartburn, getting indigestion, but also feeling a lot of what's going on with your mental health in your stomach. Josephine, you must come across people talking to you about this a lot and how that then has the impact on on their physical health as well. Yeah, for sure. So there's there's, there's a ton of research out there between the gut-brain link and the mm-hmm. vagus nerve, which holds, it's like the M25 mm. from gut to brain and it's constantly <laughs> yeah. up and down, up and down, yes. up and down. So it's very well documented now. Not so much, it's, it's kind of, new and emerging but it's it's the the um it it can't be denied the research can't be denied so Mm. absolutely so if we're looking at gut health and mental health if we're looking at the gut and you've probably heard of the phrase leaky gut Mm -hmm. which is Mm. basically just low form of inflammation so if you have a leaky gut they say that you also would have a leaky brain so it's it's not going to be it's it's gonna it's going to be related for sure, and also if you're looking postnatally, you're also looking at stress. The body is under a mm. huge amount of stress. It's flooded in cortisol. Mm. Any kind of influx of cortisol f- for that reason mm. will have a massive impact on gut health, huge impact on gut health, mm. which in turn will create that feedback loop to the brain. Mm-hmm. Josephine obviously you know as a midwife and as a doula we work very very closely with expectant parents and obviously through their pregnancies whilst they're birthing their babies and then postnatally and for them but also for us having been through in it ourselves it is 
really hard in those early days when you're adapting to being a parent, you're mentally adjusting to everything that brings with it. And as you mentioned beforehand, you are physically healing regardless of how you birthed your baby. From the fact that you've been pregnant for nine months or so, and then obviously you've gone through some sort of a birth experience. And what we find is women will often say, listen, I'm just running on fumes at the moment. And if I get a chance to grab myself a handful of digestive biscuits and a sugary coffee, then that's good enough for me. And that's what I'm going to do. And actually, I remember in the early days when I had Toby, who's my almost 10 year old now, my husband used to work away a lot, like he'd be sometimes abroad Monday to Friday. And I gained a tremendous amount of weight. I felt absolutely lousy. I was exhausted all the time. And we used to make a joke of the fact I used to live off cheese on toast and digestive biscuits. And it's tough. It's so, so tough, isn't it? So, and I know that this is something that you're very passionate about. I know you're also realistic about the, you know, the fact that it can be, it's hard and it's challenging for new parents. Are there any ideas that you tend to share with the the women, the men, the people that you work with about how you can find food that is rich in energy, but that is easy to get your hands on, that you don't have to spend hours and hours preparing some sort of a, you know, a, a meal that's going to take the time out of the day that you just don't have. Is there any top tips you can give us on that? Yeah, for definitely. I think if I were to go back in time and sit with myself postnatally, and knowing what I do now, I probably wouldn't have had, because my friend and I joked, I, mm. I met her on a dog walk just before I came on. We, She baked a whole Victoria sponge and we just made our way through it, really, for, <laughs> for breakfast over tea. And <laughs> and my goodness, would I change that? I don't know. But if I were to sit myself down now with a Victoria sponge, I would say, if you can prioritise anything, then look to protein, Mm-hmm. of any source of any sort mm-hmm. how you start your day whenever the, I know that's you know you're not going to start your day at 7 a.m your day probably starts at 4 a.m you know mm. um but is there any way that you can get your proteins a little bit of fat a little bit of fiber in whatever you're doing and mm. whether that's having some oat cakes a bit of cottage cheese a little bit of cheese whatever pumpkin seeds mm. on it and those are the quick snacks then that's what I would say to myself is just please, my love, try and get the protein in somewhere. Mm-hmm. Because like you say, you are healing. And what does the body need when it heals is protein and needs to fix it with protein. Mm. So that's a tip that I would give myself. And that would be my kind of centerpiece of whatever snack. If I was snacking, fine. Mm. If it was, a, if I could fit a full meal in, God, that'd yeah. be amazing. But that's what I would say. A little bit of fat, a bit of protein, a bit of carbs on every, mm. on, on each meal. Mm-hmm. And really yes i hear you you're busy and the priority is not really on you it's on the baby but ultimately starting your day in that Mm. way and making sure that blood sugar doesn't go Mm. crazy will honestly look after you throughout your 24-hour day Mm. how you do that it depends right it depends on i i didn't have a great network I mean, that's harsh. I did have friends, but, you know, I didn't have the extended family. Mm-hmm. And sometimes the dream is like, oh, we just just go and you just make everyone batch cook for you and bring it in. Mm. I don't know if you were 
Maybe that happened to you. That sounds like a magical thing. It didn't happen to me. I didn't have the magical batch cooking fairies. Yeah. <laughs> I was waiting for that lasagna to come. Josephine, I have to tell you, once it happened for me and it was incredible. And I'll tell you why. Becky knows the story. My wonderful Uncle Vito, who is just the most fantastic cook, but unfortunately lives in Perth in Australia, came to stay with us for a couple of weeks and he batch cooked me his incredible 12 hour long cooked ragu with every vegetable under oh, the sun in it and it went in the freezer and it must have been 20 meals he made for us oh, you know do you know what i mean yeah, i know but but yes i know what you mean that's not typical but but it was it no. was incredible when it happened i think if i knew now what i knew more than now whatever i would i would be strategic with the friends and the family i had and i would get them to batch cook certain things for me um, and be very selective about mm. what I want rather than, oh, yeah, just bring me. And, and then you just end up with 10 yeah. fish pies. That's not what you want. Yeah. <laughs> but also I would recommend practically getting two cheapish slow cookers if you're going to get anything. Mm. Two. One to have on the go for soups and stews. One on the go for whatever you want to make. Banana bread, a porridge, something a little bit more carby and sweet. And so that's a cheap way of making sure there's something always on the go. God, I have a and slow actually, cooker. I have a slow yeah. cooker Get in my out. bloody Get cupboard and it never it comes out. out. Get it out. Oh, they I are amazing. Yeah, I yeah. love we got uh, for Christmas one year we got a slow cooker and a National Trust membership and nice. I thought wow we are you old are. you are in a different <laughs> league now my friend yes you are <laughs> but actually Josephine you because you when I worked with you 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 the another great thing is that you give us loads of amazing recipes mm-hmm. and I think one of the things that you because I do like toast and we had this conversation that I have gluten-free toast now but mm-hmm. you were like just load it up then and I think it was you that introduced me to avocado and mackerel mashed up together oh, yeah. with the uh, pumpkin oh, seeds on top lovely. that is yes. such a quick and easy snack that's this is full of protein isn't it and absolutely and, good fats. and that's what we're talking about here if you can mash mm. it up if you can slow cook it up yeah. and it's there then do it so w- what I do if I don't have a lot of time on a Sunday I will make up a couple of dips really quick like super quick so it it Mm. could be a bag of frozen avocado some tomatoes make it into guacamole yeah or it could be smoked mackerel whiz it up with some greek yogurt there you have a pate and a dip and you can stick you can put your crudités in it you can put your oat cakes or whatever and there is your instant protein that's what we're prioritizing so Yeah. yeah i'm 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 a big fan of the slow cooker or an instant pot i get i use that pretty much three four five times a week see just having this conversation genuinely is inspiring me to crack it out and i've got a beautiful great big (laughs) le creuset like casserole pot and i just feel like sometimes do you know what it is and i don't know if people tell you this i feel like there's so many windows open in my brain of motherhood yeah that Mm -hmm. and i admit this myself that i'm like something's got to give and i find my cooking with the children so functional and dull and I, yeah. I often say to my husband, I'm like, I've just lost my inspo completely with cooking. I just don't enjoy it anymore. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear you. Totally. Because really, what I mean, we talked really briefly about what we did in the lockdown. And mm. you were either eating a meal or you were preparing a snack or you were mm. eating a snack yes. and then you were preparing a meal for the family. And yeah. it was just like, what, what? what is this life? And I'm a nutritionist. Yeah. I shouldn't, you know, be developing recipes. And I, I just wanted to cry. I didn't yeah. <laughs> look at the damn thing. And I think yeah. in itself, nutrition, if you can keep it super, I know people will say it's keep, keep it super simple, 
like you said, with the toast thing, if you love toast, then that's great. Mm. But just try and try and load it up really simply. And what yeah. I eat day to day, ladies, it would just, it's so boring. Mm. It's so boring. Mm. But ultimately I see it as where I'm at now. It's like, I know, I know what fuels mm. me. Yeah. And I know what doesn't work. And I know what makes me feel like crap. Mm. So I'm going to steer away from that. And I'm just, it's very, it's, it's, it's mm. very boring, but it just gives me so much energy. Yeah. It's nothing fancy. And I think back in the day when I was learning nutrition, mm. I was messing around with cocoa butters and chia seeds and the cy berries and I was I did my own head in it's just like this is too overwhelming mm. let's strip it right down to basics what's your protein what's your fat what's your fiber mm-hmm. have a bit of sea salt on top jumps nice. good in, really that I love a boiled yeah. egg with a bit of salt and pepper on top mm. <laughs> yes just and simple I think, it, I think it spurs yeah. you on as well when you're doing it for a purpose so obviously I had when I had my breast reduction surgery I had a session with you didn't I Josephine about healing and you were like protein protein and I was like oh that makes sense because that's what we say Mm. for c-section mums and actually I saw firsthand I mean Lex was we were laughing because Lex came with me to one of my checkups and do you remember the nurse was like oh this is healing Mm. marvelously (laughs) and I said oh yeah mine you know I'm eating high protein and and bone broth which you had told me and she actually looked it up she googled it while we were there she was like wow this is healing amazingly and I was thinking for me I haven't had a c-section but it was making me think okay I must talk more with women who are having c-sections about a high protein diet for healing afterwards so yeah it's amazing amazing absolutely incredible so I have PCOS and I was diagnosed with PCOS when I was 19 years old and so what I put on my body which I am not always very good at but what I feed my body has a humongous impact on my body's physical health Mm -hmm. so I remember being 19 and being at university and I was extremely extremely tired all the time and I went and I had bloods run and I had checkups done and it came back that I had PCOS and I said well what does this mean for me my periods were incredibly irregular but I didn't quite understand back then what that all meant Mm. and they said well it doesn't mean a lot for you right now but it might mean something for you when you come to wanting to have a family and that for me at the time felt a long way away fast forward a few years later and it did have an impact on my fertility journey very much so. And it's ended up taking three years um, to have my son. I had ovarian drilling. I had to go on Clomid and metformin and I almost had IVF. I was one round off starting my IVF and then it happened finally. I did quit sugar. I've done it a couple of times in my life. And one of the things the doctor said is, you're not gonna love this, but I think if you could just take the sugar out of your diet and at the time I was like, what does this mean? Like getting rid of the biscuits, the cakes and the sweets and they're like, and the potatoes and the pasta and the rice and the bread. Mm. And I was like, oh no, Mm. but I did it. I lost a stone fairly quickly and Mm. my period started to, obviously I was on the Clomid and everything as well, but it all seemed to work quite well together. And obviously Mm. I I got pregnant with Toby and and I ended up having after Toby um, two more children. 
A couple of years yeah. ago, again, I was in a really bad state, had a bit of a blip with my health and my PCOS was playing up something chronic and I was feeling, mm. and Becky knows because I was talking to her lots about this, I was exhausted all of the time. My periods mm. had become incredibly irregular again and I mean they're back to about three or four times a year. I just, I was heavy, I was lethargic, my feet were hurting. Honestly, it was just dreadful and I'd really mm. got into a rut with it. And once again, I I went back to the doctor who I was seeing said, have you thought about quitting the sugar again? And I was like, oh God, it's just so boring. But (laughs) I had to do it. I just knew I had to do it for myself and actually for my mental health as well. Because I'd noticed alongside all the physical ailments, I have a bit of generalized anxiety and it was playing up a lot alongside Mm. what was happening physically in my body. And so I, I quit the sugar and the extra weight started to come off but I wasn't doing it for that reason and do you remember Becky me saying at the time I felt so mentally well that was what I found Mm. remarkable Mm. about it actually the losing the weight was incredible but it was almost like a kind of side effect of what the main issue was which was getting Mm -hmm. my health back again and yeah. so, you know, my skin looked fantastic. Uh, I I wasn't exhausted anymore. I felt healthy in my body. I had energy. And I, I just, oh, and the biggest thing that I just thought, well, there's the proof, you know, in the pudding, mm. so to speak, mm. ironically, was that my periods for the first time in years and years went back to a cycle of almost spot on 30 days apart. Wow, wow. Sugar does something to my PCOS body, Josephine. Oh, heck yeah, it does, my friend. Yes, <laughs> it's, it it's does. It's like a poison yes, for me, which is a shame because I blooming love it. <laughs> I know, I hear you. But what we're looking at there, isn't it? It's the glucose and the way that the glucose interacts with mm. insulin. Insulin for PCOS is a, is a huge mm. deal. Mm. So ultimately, if like, like everything that you said, that you were naturally focusing on on making sure your blood glucose levels kept Mm. in check which is something that is hugely important for what you were going through but massively important postnatally as Mm. well because we don't need any other roller coaster we are already on such a physical and emotional roller coaster as it is we don't need to be on a blood sugar roller coaster either. Yeah. Mm. So even though I'm banging on about protein, I'll stop saying protein now. I was going to give myself a bingo protein sheet <laughs> how many times I mentioned it. I think that was about 55. So, <laughs> but it's true. Protein is wonderful at regulating that blood gl- glucose level and also fiber for insulin mm. as well. So getting some fiber, which I know postnatally might be a bit tricky because, you know, of things moving a bit more slowly down below. <laughs> that can really help to get that balance between insulin and glucose. So absolutely avoiding those sugars, which we love, but- Why do we crave sugar? Is that is that is that a million dollar question? Listen, Becky, <laughs> if I had the answer to that, I would be a millionaire. Um, why do we crave sugar? So there could be a few things going on. Uh-huh. One could be that there is, like we just talked about, that imbalance between your blood glucose and your insulin so your body is so used to having the if you're having a cup of tea can you have a couple of biscuits are we having breakfast that's um, a real quick couple of pieces of toast with some jam and a coffee are we starting Mm. our day that way Um, which of course yeah because it's quick and 
that's that's just life but ultimately if we set ourselves up in the start of the day to be such high carbs without the protein then we naturally will want to crave those same kind of mm-hmm. carbohydrates throughout the day it just sets mm-hmm. us off on like an up and down up and down up and down mm-hmm. so if you're getting that crash at 3 p.m it's probably something that happened before. So what did you have for breakfast? Did you have enough protein, mm. fat and fiber in your breakfast? So one reason for craving sugar is that maybe the start of your day might not be, you know, so balanced with proteins and fats. It Also, it can, I mean, what does sugar do but give us a little ping of dopamine? Yes. There's no mm. doubt when yep. we are Absolutely. going through the meal. It's just, mm. there's no doubt and the research is there. Um, so if everything mm-hmm. else is falling about us and everything's a bit shit, you can guarantee that little bit of sugar is going to make you feel better. Mm-hmm. Okay. Biological research fact. So yeah. of course you will seek out those foods that will make you go bing. Mm-hmm. And sugar is a fantastic and quick one for that. And And also if we are postnatal and we have zero energy, fast carbs work yeah like that you will get a spot of energy and it's better than feeling like crap ultimately so of course you would want Mm. you crave feeling normal Mm. or a little energized and what's going to give that to you but sugar many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out my solution is plush care PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. We hope you're enjoying our chat so far, but now for a little ad break. As part of our partnership with the fabulous Sophie Le Giraffe and to celebrate Sophie's 60th birthday, we are bringing you a fantastic giveaway prize over on our Instagram channel, which includes a Sophie Le Giraffe decoration kit, original Sophie Le Giraffe teether, a DK birth book and Sophie Sweetie Plush Mini. So head over to our Instagram account where you can get all the details today. Please note that this competition will be drawn on Tuesday, 25th of May, 2021, which is actually Sophie's 60th birthday. Josephine, you have on your Instagram account, you've spoken about this a lot and you've actually given some top tips about sugar cravings and things that we can do. I've got an idea. I know what you're going to say now following the conversation we've had so far, (laughs) but even though we've spoken about reaching for those biscuits is going to give us that dopamine hit. It's going to be that little rush of energy. What should we be doing instead? What's going to sustain us for a longer period of time? I'm not going to say protein. (laughs) (laughs) Have a boiled egg. (laughs) People just want to hit me. It's like, please just say something, say something good about the sugar. Um, Ultimately. So what's your question? What can I grab instead of? Pretty much, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Oh man, that's really hard. Handful um, of olives. <laughs> I'm happy with that. But let, again, like I yeah. said to Becky, can we make it smarter? Mm. Can we have a little bit of Manchego cheese with those olives to put the protein Ooh. in? Oh, lovely. Can we add bread? <laughs> <laughs> Hang on. 
Sorry, with sugar, the bread. sugar. No, <laughs> Girls, st- step away from the loaf of bread right now, Becky Hands. <laughs> yes. So if that's all, if we're looking for something like that, because you might be craving mm. salt, right, as well. It might yeah. not just be a sugar crate. You might be craving salt because you're dehydrated. There's also that. So mm. hang on a minute. Are you drinking enough? But yeah, ultimately, let's look at just just adding on the protein. So if it is olives, manchego cheese, some cherry tomatoes, and maybe a little hummus and mm. whatever you want to put on it, carrot, rice, cake, whatever it is. It's not Yummy. as fun. I know, I know it's not as fun as the digestives, but it is just saying to yourself almost this will give you the energy that you so long for mm. that will not ultimately it mm-hmm. it just won't so i think it's it is a bit of it is a bit of training but you can also if you do have lovely people around you and you're very specific and say look could you make me some gorgeous mm. you know energy balls cd datey energy balls that you can have in the fridge or the freezer so that's your mm-hmm. go-to then fantastic if you've got the capacity to do that. Another thing I would also maybe look at is if you like coconut, fresh coconut chunks, that's Mm. always a good one. When you're craving, Mm. oh my gosh, a little coconut chunk, you know, like the ones that you can get. I mean, I know Mm. it's loads of plastic that you get from the supermarket, the fresh ones. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yummy. One of them, that Mm. sorts out a craving for sure. And it also, it, it just gives you a bit of energy and keeps you satiated until you can eat again so that's also a tip um can you whiz up do you like smoothies are you into smoothies Mm -hmm. sometimes something that might have strawberries in it and is super cold might just take that Mm -hmm. craving off as well and that also will so that's again smoothies can be smart you can add lots Mm of protein fats and fiber into that as well Mm-hmm. And what um, I did when I was doing lots of things and kids and two jobs, I prepped five smoothie bags on a Sunday. So I just chopped a load of stuff up, literally whapped it in those little plasticky zippy bags and whapped it in the freezer. So I just pulled one out and then whizzed it with some milk or seeds or whatever. Mm-hmm. And that was literally four minutes worth of and it was done yeah yeah prep is key isn't it's it good. actually oh, it like is. I did learn that from working with you so I would you know boil some eggs the night before so that I had quick snacks that I would have like chopped eggs on toast or something or you know yeah. like it, it just helped me yeah. talking of food obviously talking of food and nutritionist yeah. uh I always would love to know what a nutritionist would like to eat so if you had to just pick one thing to eat for the rest of your life or one meal for the rest of your life what would you choose? Can I say Victoria Sponge? Is that allowed? <laughs> <laughs> can I? Is that all right? No, it's got to um, be protein. <laughs> <laughs> can I be really boring? I'm sorry. And I, I'm I'm very lucky to be able to be able to tolerate but uh, eggs, <laughs> as you just yeah. said, because yeah. they're a superfood, aren't they? Mm. You've got in yeah. one little hit, you've got your proteins, your fats, your minerals, your vitamins. It's like a little superfood. I yeah. can tolerate them, make them into many things. And uh, so I'm, I'm afraid very, but honestly, my nutrition, if you saw it day to day, is very boring and very practical. And I think that's what the take home is really for me is that nutrition does not have to be super fancy Buddha bowls. It can just be very basic, yeah, wonderfully seasoned, very quick. 
we've touched on this a little bit already, but I remember when I was doing my um, massage for mental health training, we talked a lot about gut health. That was the first time I'd ever come across this kind of link between gut health and mental health. Mm -hmm. Like you said, it's still emerging. So there's still not masses known about it. Mm -hmm. So if obviously we work quite a lot with uh, women suffering with anxiety and depression, Are there certain foods that you would definitely avoid or definitely include if you were uh, having sort of anxiety and depression? Mm, yeah, I think what's most important, um, which is, is a hard one to judge right, especially if you are going through um, a hormonal transition of mm-hmm. any kind, yeah. is knowing your normal. What is okay. your normal? As far as gut health, if if you're having symptoms with your gut, you could pretty much bet your bottom dollar that your your mental health will, will have an effect in some mm. way. It could be anxiety, it could be depression, but it could also be um, brain fog as well. Mm-hmm. So just really being um, aware and mindful of what your normal is. And if it feels at all mm. off, then just being on it as far as, okay, is is it, can it be, it, it might not be the foods, but mm-hmm. as far as is there anything that would is giving you trouble? So are there any things that you're having gut symptoms with after you've eaten certain foods? Mm-hmm. So obviously grains, gluten and dairy are very well documented. Yeah. However, I, I'm always cautious of vilifying any food mm-hmm. group because mm-hmm. we just don't know, right? But yeah. knowing your normal, knowing if your gut feels off afterwards is tr- tr- literally trust your gut. It will mm-hmm. tell you. You shouldn't feel bloated after every meal. You shouldn't feel burpy after every meal. It, that shouldn't be the, the norm for you. Your gut should feel all right after food, mm. ultimately. It should. Mm-hmm. So I think just note how you're feeling. Do you feel too full afterwards? Um, do you feel too burpy or farty afterwards? All of these things, is your gut telling you something? And then, then you can kind of act on it and go, actually, after I had yogurt or whatever I noticed there was some stuff going on so Mm. I mean there's that but also you can look to your gut and feed it what it really likes Mm. and your little good gut bugs your good gut bacteria which is massively linked to mental health so feed those little good good gut bugs and they like prebiotic foods so I'm sure you've heard of probiotics where mm. you have your kombucha and your sauerkraut and all of that mm. groovy stuff. Mm-hmm. But actually your good gut bugs like prebiotic foods. So things like garlic, onions, leeks, and asparagus, brassica foods. So your um, cauliflowers, your broccoli, your cabbage, um, brown rice as well. Mm-hmm. They love, the good gut bugs love that. So the one thing to look out for, all of the things that I've just listed there, the prebiotics can be also exasperatory for anything going on in your gut. They can ferment mm. as well. So that's also another cue to you that if you are, are upping your garlic and onions and you're feeling something going on with your gut, then that also might be a clue that something else is going on. Things to include for sure would be any anti-inflammatories, any anti-inflammatory foods and antioxidant foods. So your omega-3s is a huge, brilliant, well-studied anti-inflammatory. That will always Mm -hmm. help. So a fish oil, or if you like eating oily fish, that's fantastic. And also 
just keep in mind always vitamin D and your vitamin D levels mm-hmm. for sure because there is that link between depression and low vit D Mm-hmm. And that's an easy fix because you can go and get it tested at your docs. They will test your vitamin D and then work with the practitioner to get the right supplementation mm-hmm. um, always if you're supplementing. So yeah, vitamin D is linked to the depression, but it's also linked to your microbiota as well, mm-hmm. right. that gut health. So yeah, fish oils, vitamin D, prebiotics, knowing what your normal is mm-hmm. and always getting help on supplementation. It's so fascinating because obviously, pardon the pun, it being like a chicken and an egg situation, but here's a situation where if you have uh, a depression and there might be certain foods that could really sort of work against you and almost amplify and make it worse, but there's also an element of when you are experiencing low mood or you're very anxious and, and if you are going through a period of mental health illness, there are often signs say for example disinterest in food or just Mm. absolute Mm. overwhelm at the thought of trying to create a meal for the family and so it's it's so complex isn't it josephine it's so this relationship we have with food is never going to be straightforward it's incredibly complex for a lot of us and it's sort of and it's tricky and I, i wonder whether you have women for example particularly looking at women's health who come to you and sort of really need quite a holistic approach to Mm -hmm. their relationship with food and so you're dealing with a nutritional package and a plan with them but also very much looking at the other needs that they're they have physically and mentally really at that time yeah i would say 110 percent. i always think a good nutritionist before they even look at food for women's health before they even go down the vitamins and minerals because really women just want just tell me what to eat give me that pdf and i will follow it to the letter we are <laughs> so i did yes exactly <laughs> and that's what women want because we're doing a million and one things we, yeah. we do not have the capacity right however as i said right at the top it's not about what you eat mm. it's what you absorb and you absorb your nutrients by excellent digestion. How do you get excellent digestion? And that's the key to nutrition. And that's through a very calm, happy nervous system. How do you get a calm nervous system is Mm. by not having any of the crap that we have to deal with, which Mm. is impossible. So ultimately, before I look at food, I look at that nervous system health. Mm. Because now I could put you on, on 150 pounds worth of supplements it's not going to make much difference if your nervous system is like through the roof Mm. so working on that working on lifestyle obviously alongside nutrition is completely paramount and it's not enough and it's not good enough to say you just need a bit of self-care or something like that it has to work for the woman in front of you Mm -hmm. because if somebody suggested an Epsom salt bath to me to relax. I'd punch them in the face. That's mm. not how I relax. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right? How I relax I'm laughing because I always recommend Epsom salt baths. I know, so do I, <laughs> we blink in love and Epsom me. salt bath. Exactly. <laughs> but I know what you mean. I know what you, you mean. It has, you've got to meet you yeah. where you're at, exactly. right? That's the thing, isn't That's it? That's the it's thing. Kind of, so yeah. for me, I like chopping vegetables fast. That puts me in a very... <laughs> Is it the element right? of danger? I think it's a sharp knife. The sharp knife in my hand. And I also, I, I, I sing. 
because I know oh. I can feel my vagus nerve calming down like that. Yeah. And those are the things that help me. Would they help the woman in front of me that I'm absolutely not? I asked them to sing in the car. They'd be like, uh, can I have the Epsom salt bath instead? So <laughs> it's find, it's finding that sweet spot mm. with a woman to go, ultimately, this needs to be prioritized because we do not prioritize cell. Any up that we have, like now, for example, we are burning through the adrenaline and cortisol, are we not? Mm. We're on this mm-hmm. podcast. This is wonderful. I love it. I get excited. But ultimately, I know my adrenaline and cortisol is high. And for an hour, that's been quite high. So I know I now need to, for the same amount of time, get my nervous system down Mm. so I'm ready for sleep. Mm -hmm. Not do anything else. Not take that load of washing out. Not do the bloody dishwasher because somebody else is going to do that. I'm going to delegate that right now. (laughs) Because that is everything. And that will set me up for tomorrow because I'll have a good sleep. That means I won't crave carbs. That means I'll have space and time to prep what I need to do for lunch tomorrow. And that to me is self-care, ultimate self-care. So for every up that a woman has, can you honestly say hand on heart that you also have the same time to down regulate, do you? Mm, Do you? No. 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 And actually that's really interesting. I don't think I ever think to make that happen. I probably could. Well, we can, Mm. can't we, if we... But I, I, I think I just go, go, go and then think, oh, I'll just crash into bed later. But obviously mm. that's that's very interesting, actually. Yeah, that golden hour before bed is yours. Yeah. It is really yours because that's the only time really in the day where you can fit in doing a bit of ironing or Netflixing. You can totally, and I get why you would do that. But that golden hour before bed, you can do something that will totally get your vagus nerve, get your nervous system in check in order to Mm. set you up for the night and then for the next Mm. day Mm. so what is that and let's be strict about that I am very bossy when it comes to that I want to work with you but I also want I want you to absolutely dedicate that time not just to you but to your nervous system and that Mm. and in that way you will get the results that you want through nutrition whether that be to balance hormones whether that be to lose weight Mm. whatever it is that's Mm -hmm. the key when you're in the house there's just never-ending amounts of things to do i i you know on the on the weekend just gone we went and we went away for the first weekend in absolutely months and months and months and we stayed in a little self-contained cabin and i said to my husband just even on the second day i was like i just feel so much calmer but the we've got three children here with us it's not like we're all relaxing all day Mm. long and we're busy Mm. doing stuff but there wasn't the never ending to-do list that I feel like a weight on my shoulders when I'm at home in my own home environment that just Mm. never ends that never ending list that you have it's true and it's an invisible list that only women Mm. usually can see and it it is it's an invisible list but it's there and it's constant but yeah it's it's it is about it it truly is it's not self-care it's self-discipline when it Mm. comes to nervous Mm. system health and prioritizing Absolutely. ourselves, isn't it? For sure. And what if you had a lady come and see you, Josephine, and she said, oh, this is all good and well, but I want to be able to go into the supermarket. I haven't got the time to be preparing meals at all. I just want to go in and be able to pick something up that I can feed me and I can feed my my family so that we all can look after our gut health together. Is there anything you could you would say in that moment to sort of help them out? Are there any ready meals? Because they get so villainized. Yeah, that might be something that someone could tap into at times if they've got no time, partners are away, they're trying to feed the family, that might be nourishing, that could actually include good nutrition. Is that possible? 
everything's possible. Everything is possible. I mean, the amount of times I've taken a Charlie Bingham's chicken ticker and oh, I love a it. Spinach They're in so it. good Sorry, though, aren't they? <laughs> you know I, I mean? quite like their fish pie, actually. Thank you. So this is what I'm talking about. The amount of times that I've taken a ready meal like that, we don't look at the salt. Just ignore that for, for a moment. <laughs> but even with the kids, I always stick whatever it is. I mm. might blend up some cannellini beans so they don't notice mm. it's beans and I mix it in with the sauce or I will mm. put frozen spinach up and I will, again, all we're doing is layering up what's already mm. there. It doesn't have to be super fancy. So that's an absolutely, if we want to call it hack, absolutely. If, if there's something in the, in the supermarket, you just that's a quick fix, brilliant. Then just add stuff mm. to it. They won't mm-hmm. know because there's so much salt in it probably (laughs) (laughs) but you can get more protein in it so if it's a creamy sauce like that then put some greek yogurt in you get more protein for your for your buck don't you so it's just ways that those kind of ways i mean i would steer clear of prepared smoothies or juices because we're like Mm. with the sugar content i mean come on Mm -hmm. that's i would just ignore that aisle ignore Mm. ignore ignore but again you go to the lentily canned food bit and you know you can get those pouches of lentils Mm -hmm. that you can just heat through in Mm. in 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 two minutes so Mm -hmm. great lentils chop a bit of goat's cheese stick a bit of rocket in fast food and really when you're saying i want to cook for the whole family i would just pause there for a minute because that's a whole load of pressure Mm. ultimately your kids unless there's something else that's going on with their health their guts can probably handle a fish finger sandwich yeah you know what i mean we need the energy we need we need to again just focus on ourselves so if it's a quick meal for the kids and then you can prioritize what you're going to eat mm-hmm. a little bit of poached salmon some edamame beans a, you know something that you know is lovely protein fiber fat rich then that's okay too fish fingers mm-hmm. sandwich with tomato ketchup it's not it's, it's great give it to the kids Brilliant. and then you can have some something else winner see that's why she's my favorite nutritionist <laughs> <laughs> did i just say fish finger sandwiches and uh victoria sponge a hundred times that's okay though. so we know that you have a passion for the sort of perimenopause menopause stuff yes. and again that is an area when i'm working with clients that seems to be like the postnatal period massively not talked about not much education and in fact actually I have a lot of women who are really angry about the lack of information and advice out there and I always send them because I know you do your your uh, workshops mm-hmm. what would be your advice for anyone who's suffering or you know having symptoms of, of perimenopause nutrition wise I mean obviously I know the best thing is to come and work with a, mm-hmm. a therapist because it you know there's a lot involved in it but any any quick top tips for anyone that's yeah. going through that totally so I would say perimenopause what you need to prioritize again is nervous system which I've gone into so I'm not going to go there mm-hmm. but let's look at a different system let's look at our detox systems let's do mm-hmm. that if we're focusing we've done a bit of gut health so we can leave that there but that's also important so your liver health for perimenopause is so important it's doing so much is that why when i now have wine i get all hot and sweaty and i wake up at night that's right i'm sorry about that becky yes (laughs) (laughs) so as we as we not get older as we go into our best years 
let's let's nice reframe either. that. Let's reframe that. <laughs> As we progress into our best years, our liver, our, our capabilities just maybe tune down a little bit. So we might not mm. be as good as we were breaking down alcohol. Our enzymes might not be firing on all cylinders. So the coffee that we used to have, which just sorted us out, is now making us jittery and tearful. The couple of glasses <laughs> of wine, which were awesome on that Friday night because we've had a hell of a week. Come Saturday, we're now foggy headed and probably anxious and probably snappy at the kids. We just can't tolerate that as well as we used to full stop. Mm -hmm. And your liver health can be a really good one just to just fine tune, hone in on. Mm. So how you do that. So, you know, when I'm saying about the wine and the alcohol and the coffee, <laughs> uh, <laughs> we might just want to just look at that ever so slightly. Yeah. I mean, I know I'm boring, but is there any way, can the white wine turn into a spritzer? Mm -hmm. You know, could we perhaps look at a gin, but not with tonic, but with soda? You know, I'm not going to take away that Friday night drink because <laughs> I will have no clients left. <laughs> yeah, can can we just be smarter with the alcohol so it's less hassle for our liver? Because our hormones are just so erratic during the perimenopause. They're all over the shop. And what what happens to hormones is they need to be broken down and deconjugated and excreted how they are broken down effectively is through our liver. We need to prioritize our liver health mm. for that reason. And it's very important to make sure that estrogen that's doing all the things for us is safely eliminated out. So yeah, alcohol and coffee are big ones for our liver health, but we can mm. look at different foods. I mentioned brassicas before, like your um, broccoli, your cauliflower, your sprouts, your cabbage. That all helps um, the phase two of your liver detox. So incorporating foods like that into your meals could also be really beneficial. Yeah, in short, I would say, let's look at liver health and look after your mm -hmm. little liver. It's working really hard for you. I didn't even link the two things up, to be honest with you. I, I kind of hadn't seen until this conversation that that was something that women need to look after, especially perhaps in their in their 40s maybe or at whichever point that they sort of are going through the perimenopause definitely That's news for me liver health all the way really interesting thank you so much finally josephine we always ask our lovely guests the following question at the end of our podcasts if you could add a note and pop it inside a mother box heading out to a brand new mum with your best bit of advice on it what would it say i would say for goodness sake look after yourself as far as feeding yourself well because ultimately however the baby's being fed the baby will be fed and it will mm -hmm. have everything that it needs so what is it that you really really need and prioritizing you and how you do that is you look after and you protect your blood glucose levels mm, you just look after that so blood true. glucose you look after that blood sugar balance you look after that insulin and it will reward you. It won't reward you with a full night's sleep, but guaranteed it will give you that level of energy that you are so needing, mm. seeking and wanting. Look after that blood glucose levels, please. Absolutely. Right, I'm going to go off and eat a boiled egg. Yes, two, <laughs> two. And then yeah. how can you make that smarter? Can you add something on the side? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 
<laughs> I was sitting there going some chocolate, aka protein, e protein. <laughs> Put chocolate on the side. I haven't tried any chocolate. Tell feedback to me. I'd be interested. <laughs> thank you so much, oh. Josephine. It's been such a pleasure having you come yeah, and join thank us. Thank you. Not at all. It's been all mine. Thanks once again to the utterly wonderful Josephine for joining us today and sharing such great advice with us all. We really hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. If you enjoyed this episode and want to know more about the work that we do, look out for our books, The Little Book of Self-Care for New Mums and The Little Book of Self-Care for Mums-to-Be, where we will talk further about birth, parenthood, relationships and much more. We've really enjoyed this episode. We're sure that you'll have your own stories of your bubbers and their love for our partner this season, Sophie Le Giraffe, and we would love for you to share them with us. Send us your photos and your stories to our Instagram at Notes from the Motherbox, and don't forget to tag at Sophie Le Giraffe UK on Facebook and Instagram to share your pics with her too. Join us again next week for more chats with another amazing guest. See you next time on Notes from the Motherbox. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Our family has grown. Welcome to the world, Hannah baby. Introducing a new collection, Hannah Soft, made with Tencel. It's so breathable, with stretchy comfort for all of baby's first moments. And it's cool and gentle on their skin all year round. Entrusted Hannah quality for your most precious gift. Hannah Soft, made to last. Shop now at hannahanderson.com. Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.